Well, it's the end of June and it's nearly the middle of the year. And in the next week, our lockdown lives evolve yet again. In seven days' time, shops, cafes, restaurants, pubs, museums, galleries, places we haven't been able to see the inside of for three months, even four months in some cases, will open again. I imagine most of us won't find that our lives change that dramatically or that quickly, and maybe you have no intention at all of setting foot in any of those places, but the world around us will change again, won't it? it it's not going to go back to normal, but it's certainly going to be different again. And so I have begun that inventory that I promised I would make at this stage of saying, what do I want to hold on to from this time? What do I want to make sure? What are the good things I want to make sure I don't lose? And what are the things I recognise I'm glad to have let go of and I want to be careful not to pick up again. And I've been thinking about prayer, (laughs) unsurprisingly, uh, a lot over the last few weeks. But particularly in the last few days, I've been thinking about prayer online. I don't know what your experience has been like. I have attended heaps of online, mostly Zoom, but other platforms are available, prayer meetings. And it's been a mixture of wonderful and difficult. And I want to learn some lessons from those. So I'm just going to give you my three that I've gleaned so far. And if you have any others, send them my way because I'm keen to learn. The first thing I've learned is that prayer is much the richer when you're fully present. And prayer online forces you to choose to be fully present in a way that I think praying in the same room as people doesn't always. I I, I tend to find if I'm in a room with people, I get swept along. I, I, I'm a part of it. I feel a part of it. I, I engage because I'm there. Um, I, actually, online, it's easy to disengage, isn't it? You're, you're um, in your in your own home, perhaps. If your broadband connection is as bad as mine, you often have to have your video switched off. So you can be doing whatever you like, really, while everybody else is praying. And uh, in the early days of lockdown, I found myself often distracted, often mind wandering, even popping up to, you know, getting up to go and do something else as I listened to the prayer happening in the background, uh, as it were. And, And actually, that's not really praying together, is it? And uh, so it's been a lesson to me uh, that I want to connect with people when I pray and be fully present. And in fact, I've, I've turned, you know, that moment when you click on the link to join the meeting, I've turned that or maybe you dial the number or whatever you do. I've turned that into a bit of a spiritual exercise. As I click that link, I say in my heart, I'm choosing to be in this space with these people, whoever's going to be there when I get into that virtual meeting room. I'm choosing to be with those people fully, uh, with all my heart and soul for the time that we're together, praying together, joined together in that moment. And and I want to take that forward uh, when I do get to gather in the same room as people to pray, whenever that may be. I want to take that forward. I want to carry that attitude with me, not to take gathering for prayer for granted. There are lots of people who can't do that because they live in places where they're persecuted for their faith. And I want to appreciate it, enjoy it and be fully present, whether it happens, as I suspect it will, online for quite some time to come, uh, or whether it happens in a room and we're all sitting around on chairs or whatever. The second thing I've learnt is that being of one heart and mind really matters in prayer. And I've learnt that particularly through online prayer because of how difficult it is to pray with one voice. Have you noticed that? Whatever platform you use, have you noticed that it's really difficult to say things all at the same time? 
the way the software works, even if you try to pray in unison with others, your voices all come out at slightly different times and it sounds cacophonous to say the least. But of course, that's the reminder that being of one heart and mind isn't about speaking at the same time. It isn't about reciting liturgy in perfect synchronous together. Being of one heart and mind isn't about agreeing on everything either. It is simply about being committed together to that for which we have gathered. So we're committed to one another in relationship. That's one of the things being of one heart and mind means. I care enough about you to want to spend time with you, even over the internet. It means being committed to the task for which we've gathered. So even if the text's a bit tricky and the voices sound a bit uh, fading in and out, actually we're all praying for the same thing. We are of one heart and mind in what we've come together to pray for. And of course, most of all, it means being of one heart and mind in our worship of the one for whom, in whose name and for whose sake we gather. And when we gather physically, we're a bit spoiled in this area because it's not particularly hard to listen or to watch one another or to uh, have a sense of togetherness. But you've got to work harder with that when you're online, haven't you? You've got to really focus. I want to hear what that person says in order that I might know what I'm saying amen to at the end of their prayer. I want to see that person's face. I, I want to get where they're coming from with what they're sharing, whatever it may be. There is an effort and an intentionality about being of one heart and mind through an internet connection. And I'd like to think that I might take that same intentionality, that same commitment to working hard back into face-to-face prayer times, really committing to not assume I know what people are going to say, not assume uh, I've got it all sorted in my head, but really taking time to listen to others, to notice what others are bringing. I think that prayer is richer when we work at the connections in that way. And I've learned more about that through this time of praying online. The third thing I've learned about is staying connected. There's a there's another spiritual discipline I've developed, which is, you know, the end of the meeting when you have to click your button to come out of the meeting. And it's it says often says like disconnect or leave the meeting or end the meeting or something like that. And this sense of disconnection has really caught my imagination because I found myself praying almost as I disconnect. Lord, help me not to disconnect from these people. Help me not to see this as a checking out. Very often when I'm involved in church things, I, I forget from one week to the next. So I have a conversation with somebody one Sunday and then I'll go back the next Sunday and uh, I'll, I'll you know, chat with them again and say, oh, yes, you told me that last Sunday, didn't you? And I, and I have, I said I'd pray about it, but um, confessions, confessions, I, I, I forgot. <laughs> and I think that sense of staying connected with those we've prayed with, even when the praying has finished, continuing to pray for them if they've shared a need, continuing to remember them in my daily prayers, continuing to know and consciously call to mind that we are part of the one body of Christ. That's something I've learnt too. So being fully present, being of one heart and mind and staying connected are three of the things that I know I'm going to carry forward when it comes to transitioning from online prayer to -to face-to-face prayer, whenever that may happen. What are your things? What are you carrying forward out of this time? What do you hope to hold on to? Holy Spirit, help us 
to keep the good that we have received in these days. Help us to learn how to apply it, to learn how to keep living it, even as life changes around us. Holy Spirit, help us to pray in richer, fuller ways with one another. In Jesus' name, Amen.